All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I am your host, Robert motherfucking Reed. Uh, I've got my Hendrix here. I've got a head full of thoughts. Let's go. Uh, but before we get into the meat of today's uh, episode, I, I got to give uh, big ups to my Colorado brothers and sisters. I mean, another fucking mass murder. How long ago was it? My first podcast when we talked about it? Literally how many hours separated the Atlanta shootings versus the Colorado shootings, right? And notice how I said the words mass murder. Because uh, I hate myself. I did a little hate listening to uh, Ben Shapiro this morning. And I've heard this talking point on, you know, other, you know, mass crimes. And kind of it's what's the definition of mass murder? Okay. I, I give that about as much credibility as I do the Christian argument at least I can call rape objectively wrong. I don't give a fuck what you call it. I don't. I don't engage Christians when they play that bullshit-ass game because the rape survivors don't care what the... You can call it pumpernickel. I can speak for every rape survivor when they say, we just didn't want it to fucking happen. So please continue to play your stupid games. You can, you can call this mass murder... You can call it toenail fungus. It doesn't fucking matter. Ten people are dead because this country continues to not do a goddamn thing about guns. And here's here's the Robert Reed thought on this. And this is definitely a tie-in to, to today's topic. We don't talk to each other anymore. We talk at each other. We just regurgitate scripts. Right? We, we've all turned into Anakin Skywalker up in this bitch. If you are not with me, then you are my enemy. No, maybe I just don't agree with you. Maybe we need to have a discussion and have some sort of a happy middle ground. And before anyone goes and calls me some libtard cuck soy boy because I want to get rid of all guns, I don't. I'm all for your right to own a gun. But I'm also for let's have a discussion. Because that little piece of paper, the, the Second Amendment that everyone loves to jerk off to, that thing's about one or two hundred fucking years overdue on a refresher. Now, I'm willing to change with new information. But until then, I think we should have a discussion on gun ownership. Because guess what, gang? We're going to do the same shit. And if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always gotten. Please notice how we haven't done a goddamn thing about this gun issue. And I'll see you next week. I'll see you the month after that. When we're we once again talking about many people being wiped out all at once with one gun by one person. But back to my Colorado family. I don't do the whole thoughts and prayers. All I can say is, God damn it, I'm sorry you have to experience this. We as a country owe you more than what you went through. Atlanta, Columbine, name them all. We owe these people at minimum a fucking discussion. 
So to my Colorado brothers and sisters, fam, I'm sorry you had to go through that, honestly and truly. Uh, you know what? On that one, let, let's go ahead and bless today's uh, episode with a little bit of Hendrix. Hold on. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Gang, today we're going to tackle the topic and we're going to talk about our transgender brothers and sisters. Now, before I get started, and I am dead serious when I say this, and I need y'all to listen to me. Pardon me as I cough. <clears throat> These are all first takes, so you get all the fuck-ups as well as the not fuck-ups. I am not a transgender man. I am a cis man. Can y'all hear pop in the background? There's a dog out in front. I am a cisgendered man. I am not talking with an expert's tongue on this topic. I have never once walked a day, a shoot in my, my trans brothers and sisters. I don't know what it's like as I struggled to get that one out. I am simply giving you my opinions on the transgender discussion. Now, if you want to know about the, the travels and the struggles and the day-to-day, I say, Ask one of our trans brothers and sisters. Go get the actual factuals. I am not speaking for them. I'm speaking with them as an ally. But I got to put the asterisks by this and let you know I am not trans. These are my thoughts and my opinions on my brothers and sisters in that community. So again, not an expert. I'm not talking for my trans brothers and sisters. I'm walking with them. Now, before I prepped for this episode, I reached out and one of my sisters hooked me up with some information. While we were communicating, she also kind of was gentle to tap me on the shoulder to let me know that one of the terms I was using wasn't the best one. So as I say that, gang, I hope y'all know me well enough to know that I I'm going to talk with empathy and compassion on this topic. That being said, I may slip up, and if I do, not only do I expect, I want constructive criticism. Please tell me if I've used an outdated term. Please tell me if I've said something that is not factual. This is how you learn. This is how we grow. If I fuck up, hit me up on Twitter, and if y'all don't know my handle, I'm at rcread40, at rcread40. Shoot me a DM. I'm all about constructive criticism because I want to get this right. So again, I am not trans. I am not an expert. These are my opinions and my thoughts. I reached out for help and someone was super kind and gave me just the most golden information I could possibly have on this topic. And she was kind enough to give me some gentle correction. So again, if I step out of bounds, please let me know. I want to know so I can get better. All right, we're going to jump into the transgender issue here. And like I said, with the gun issue, the reason why I don't think we are making the kind of progress we need to be making is because we are busy talking at each other. And by talking at each other, from my travels at least, what I see is one side is talking with empathy, compassion, and facts. While the other side is not engaging in the same conversation. 
They're using not just outdated terms. They're talking about the wrong terms. If we're having a discussion about volleyball and someone uses the phrase first and 10, you can't have that discussion because you're talking about two different sports. When people, and whether you realize it or not, you're fucking this shit up. When you say things, when you violently misgender, when you talk about things like safety and privacy, when talking about just the girls, because apparently we don't give two fucks about the boys. You don't want some man taking a pee next to your daughter. Okay, we're not engaging in the same conversation. You see what I'm saying? Let's stick with kind of what's quote unquote stereotypical. The girl issue, because that, that's what you always hear, right? You don't want some girl, you don't want your little girl, you know, taking a piss next to a man, do you, Robert? Okay, fuck you, first and foremost. And two, if I've said it, that means we've all said it a million times. You've already taken a piss or a shit. You've already changed in a Gold's Gym locker room next to someone who's transgender. You want to know why you didn't know? Because they didn't advertise it. I said this on one of my two-minute videos. I'm going to say it now. I have never, and gang, I have been playing sports for as long as I can remember. I have gotten dressed in front of more men than I have. Fuck me. I've been playing sports literally since the second grade. T-ball. We sucked. We lost every fucking game. I'll never forget it. But, um... I have never walked into a locker room, a Walmart bathroom, nowhere with my pants down around my ankles, helicoptering my dick off of each side of my thigh, screaming, read it and weep, motherfucker. No, that's not what I do. That's not what you do. That's not what our trans brothers and sisters do. And we were just going to sit here and talk about the public bathroom issue. Well, here it works. What do you do when you go to the bathroom? You take a piss, you drop the deuce, and you wash your hands and you roll out. Now, my biggest concern and everything I just said, some of you nasty motherfuckers don't wash your hands after you take a poop. You're a nasty bastard and you need Jesus. What the hell's the matter with you? On that note, let's hear a little Hendrix. Hold on. Mm, Gin and truth. Let's go. So like I was saying, when you sit there, and again, this is why we this conversation doesn't progress the way it should. Half of us are telling you, you've already pissed next to a transgender person. You were safe, weren't you? Did anyone peer underneath the stall to take a look at what's between your legs? No, they didn't. You want to know why? They don't care. Just like I don't care. I was at Gold's Gym this morning. I had to drop the deuce. I I, I didn't look under the stall next to me. And you know what? He didn't do it to me. We're having two different discussions. I'm saying, let's treat people with honor and respect. And you're talking about a sex crime. That's exactly how this does not work. We're not having the same discussion. So when you talk about safety and privacy, you are in another conversation. Again, what club should Tiger Woods use on the par four? 
Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a triple play. You see what I did there? I had just had two fucking conversations with myself, which is actually somewhat common. Damn, I'm not all together with it. But you see where I'm coming from. Now, gang, I live in the state of Texas, for those of you who aren't aware. Let me tell you what Texas is known for. Death penalty. Shitty public school education quality. We have some decent barbecue here. (laughs) But Texas is a red state, and we are known for being fiscally conservative. I wouldn't be too terribly shocked if Texas was the state that coined that annoying-ass phrase, well, how are we going to pay for it? Right? I remember getting into a discussion because I did a uh, town hall meeting. I know, shock, surprise, I put my hands in the fire. When they were trying to get rid of the Robert E. Lee uh, name on an elementary school. And I was in the discussion, and here's a shock. I don't think Robert E. Lee should be honored in such a fashion. I think he was a sack of shit. And when I said we need to change it, someone stood up and said, how are we going to pay for it? My response was, take out a fucking payday loan for all I care. All I know is that that name shouldn't be on the name of that fucking school, and you know it. You wouldn't send a bunch of Jewish kids to Adolf Hitler High School. Don't send a bunch of black kids to Robert E. Lee. What the fuck's the matter with you? So it's always, what, how are we going to pay for it? That, that's all Texas seems to care about. Be fiscally conservative. That being said, Governor Greg Abbott was all about the bathroom bill. So we spent two back-to-back special sessions. Now, that's pretty much overtime. Is how that amount what that amounts to. That's paid for with taxpayer money. We spent millions of US dollars, not pesos, US dollars to talk about where grown ass people can take a piss. That's what we did. And it's ironical because he's a Republican. You know, the party of personal responsibility. Small government. Don't I don't want the government to tell me what to do, unless, of course, it's telling trans people where they can take a shit. And I had to look her name up because damn it, I couldn't remember. But one of my transgender sisters from San Antonio traveled up to take a picture with Greg Abbott. Told him he she was a fan. She was smiling. He was smiling. I'm sure they shook hands. Thanks for your support. This brilliant woman's name was Ashley motherfucking Smith. She's earned the title of motherfucking because she pimped the shit out of that picture. Big ups. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's hit the Hendrix for my main girl, Ashley motherfucking Smith. Mm, Jen and truth. Let's go. She took that picture, then she posted it on social media. She said... If the potty police can't tell I'm transgender, how can you? How fucking brilliant is that? She even hashtagged, uh, hashtag potty police. Look that shit up. She called Greg Abbott her bathroom buddy. That's fucking fantastic. Big ups to my main girl, Ashley. That's how you do it. Because again, people like Abbott keep talking about safety, privacy. We're talking about two different topics. Again, those of us on this side, 
We're talking about empathy and respect. We're the ones actually talking about privacy. They're the ones who are trying to fuck shit up by using words like, man, what about privacy, Robert? How would you like it if some man just took a piss next to your daughter? Okay, I can't even have this discussion. Because again, it's how fast did you run the 40? Three points basketball shot. We're having two different conversations. And, oh, God, it just, I'm starting to get mad. Maybe I should take another drink just because. Hold on. Here we go. Jen and Truth, let's go. So again, we're not having the same discussion. And as we're moving forward, gang, again, when when you try to squeeze the word safety in, whether you realize it or not, you're talking about sex crimes. When you when you say words like they're confused, I want to protect my daughter. You're tying them in with sexual criminals, and they're not. And if you can find a transgender person who's a sex criminal, it's because they are a sex criminal. It's not because they're transgender. Stop doing that. Now, I had to look some shit up to make sure that I wasn't giving y'all some bullshit-ass information. The people who sit atop of the list for victims of a sex crime are transgender college students. They are 66% more likely to be on the receiving end of a sex crime. Now, I had to Wikipedia this shit. If you can find stronger stats, again, I'm up for some correction. But what kind of shit is that? I also looked it up. Do you know who's more likely to commit a sex crime? Take a wild fucking guess. 80.4% of perpetrators of sex crimes are men who identify as straight. We are literally pulling our children away from, statistically speaking, the safest portion of our population and pushing them into the arms of the people more likely to hurt them. If you're on the playground with your kids and you see a dude who looks like fucking Chris Hemsworth when he was in Thor-like shape, how many people are going to, well, one, you're going to gawk because goddamn, he was fine. But you're going to breathe a sigh of relief. You got this big, strong, muscular guy. Statistically speaking, he's getting ready to hurt your kids. You need to beat the shit out of that guy. No, that wasn't a call to fucking violence. Calm down. Someone who looks like that is 80% likely to hurt your child. And you're pulling your children away from the people who, and I looked it up and I had a really hard time finding any real stats to show transgender sex criminals. I also tried to find stats that linked being transgender to being a sex criminal. And you know what I found? Not a goddamn thing. Don't get me started on the Catholic priesthood. We breathe easier. Oh, man, Father McFeely's here. Oh, thank God. No. 
That person's getting ready to hurt your fucking kids, statistically speaking. Not the trans person. The trans person is simply trying to live their life. That's it. Again, we are pulling our children away from arguably probably infants, centurions, people who live to see 100, and trans people. They don't commit sex crimes. So why are we panicking and continually saying, well, what about the safety? What about the safety? Your children are safe as fuck around our trans brothers and sisters. Stop it. Now, we're going to hit the big one. I've heard Marjorie Taylor Greene and some of the other idiots. It's, it's always on the news. We're going to talk now about our trans brothers and sisters in sports. And we're going to hit the big daddy because, again, this is what people always want to talk about. It's always the, uh, the male to female transition competing against cisgendered women. We're going to start right off with probably the bigger one, and that's Fallon Fox. I had to do research on Fallon. So I knew her story, but I wanted to get this shit right. For those of you who don't know who Fallon Fox is, Fallon was assigned uh, male at birth and made the transition to female. She is fully female in every way, shape, and fucking form. She decided to go into MMA. She was skill-wise, not bad. She wasn't an Ashley Evan Smith, who I think she actually beat, or maybe Ashley beat her. She wasn't an Amanda Nunes. She wasn't a Tina Homo or Ronda Rousey. She definitely wasn't Chris Cyborg. She was good. But the big argument was, the big argument was she cracked someone's skull. And you know what? That's not for a debate. She did crack someone's skull. And again, let's rewind the clock. It's like, if you can find a transgender person who has committed a sex crime, it's because they are a sex criminal, not because they're transgender. Fallon Fox cracked that lady's skull because of the technique she used, not because she was transgender. So first and foremost with Fallon, let's go ahead and talk about the hormones because that's what everyone was worried about. Before we do it, my voice get a little bit dry. Let's hit some of this Hendrix to bless this topic. Hold on. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Fallon, full HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Now, basic anatomy 101, <clears throat> pardon me. What makes testosterone in men are testicles. What makes testosterone in women are their ovaries. Now, for those of you who don't know what I look like, I'm 6'3", 240 some odd pounds, and let's just say most of it isn't fat. Now, the reason is, one, I still work out like a fucking madman. Two, testosterone. The more you have, the easier it is for you to build and maintain muscle. That's just the truth. That's not misogyny. That's biology. I've got more testosterone than the average woman. That's the way it works. What makes testosterone in women are your ovaries. 
women make testosterone. They just don't make as much as cisgendered men. Fallon Fox has neither gonads, uh, testicles, nor ovaries. She doesn't. <clears throat> Her ability to make testosterone isn't compromised. It's been completely eliminated. She struggles to maintain the testosterone levels of a cisgendered woman. I watched that episode again to prep for this. Two doctors straight up said, no, she is not at a physical advantage because she has to take testosterone from an outside source. That's not how it works. Now, Robert, how did she crack that woman's skull then? Now, Joe Rogan, he and I are both high-ranking black belts, traditional martial arts. I respect Joe's effort. I just don't agree with his opinion on this one. So I'm not coming at this from some Rudy Poot-ass point of view. I am an expert at martial arts. So here's my expertise. And I've taken 10 years worth of Muay Thai. So I'm not uh, too shabby. So I know what I'm talking about here. So the, the skull cracking. It happened. They were in the clinch. Now, if you don't know what the clinch is, imagine you are literally forehead to forehead with me. That's how the clinch starts. It, we are touching each other, basically. Now, imagine you're, each person is trying to grab the back of the other person's neck. Now, the person whose hands are on the inside, depending on who you are, uh, well, if it's me, that's the kind of position that I'm shooting for because I'm strong. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> so my, my hands are on the back of your neck. I am clenched up, so imagine my fingers are interlocked and it, behind your neck. My elbows are down. My Wait, goddammit, I said that wrong. I like my arms on the outside, so I will jockey for that position. That's what I was talking about when I said I'm strong. Thank you, Dad, once again. My elbows are down. My fingers are locked. I'm on the back of your head. Now, someone my size and my strength level, you are now under my control. I can literally swing you from side to side if I have that arm position on you. If I want to send you shooting backwards, I would keep my hands on the back of your neck and I would jut my elbows into your sternum. I could send you six feet backwards. Now, if I wanted to finish the fight, which Fallon did, while in the monkey clinch, I violently pull your head down to the mat as your head is going towards the mat. My knee is going up. Now, I'm a lefty, so I'm using my left leg. That means my plant foot is my right. I'm on the ball of that foot. I've pivoted my heel in. That's going to extend my hips. As your head is going down, my knee is going up. Imagine me hitting you with a shovel. That's what that is like. A third grader could do that to another third grader and still crack their skull. It is a devastating technique. She cracked her skull because of the technique she used, not because she's transgender. I've heard Joe Rogan have people on his show, and his big argument is, you know, well, 30 years of genetic imprinting as a man, of course, you've got an advantage, blah, 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 blah. Joe Rogan is wrong. 
her ability to create that masculine um, hormone, again, wasn't compromised. It's eliminated. She beat that lady's ass. She cracked her skull. Yes, it was devastating. I watched it. But she did it because she used the technique, not because she was transgender. So get off a of fucking Fallon Fox. And the thing about the transgender and sports issue, let, let me break this down. Because the transphobes, Fox, people like that, when they when they have this discussion, they always bring up the most extreme example, like a Fallon Fox. One thing that uh, Joe Rogan loves to say, and I fucking hate it, is what if Brock Lesnar, and look up Brock Lesnar so you can see what he looks like if you don't know. What if Brock Lesnar just chopped his dick off and put on a dress? He would mow through the women's division. Gang, it's language like that that continues to separate the two sides of this conversation. That's not how this shit works. All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got my Hendrix. I got a head full of thoughts. Let's go. Gang, there are times when labels and qualifiers are absolutely fucking useless. Absolutely useless. If y'all remember me saying this type of stuff before, pardon me as I belch, there's a reason why. One more belch. Hold on. God damn. There's a reason why, at least with the Christian apologetic types, the Frank Turek's, the Cy Tim Bruggen Cates, the Jeff Durbin's, I, I do not have the discussion on whether rape is objectively wrong or not. The reason is, again, I've never been raped or sexually assaulted, but I work around people who have been. They don't give a shit if rape it was objectively wrong. They just wish it didn't happen. Right? Uh, I can't tell you. This has happened more than once, and it's fucking devastating. So my big seminars are usually on Saturdays. That's when you pack them all in, which you can't do now because of COVID. But you would pack in a 30-plus women sometimes and you have this big seminar, and it's it's usually geared for the ladies who aren't necessarily comfortable with the one-on-one setting. Now, my martial arts brothers and sisters will tell you it can be physically intimate. It, it, it's, it's not for everybody to do a one-on-one session of self-defense techniques. So the class kind of brings down the intimidation level and the uncomfortable. I totally get it. That's why I offer it. But there have been times where a lady will sign up for that class, wait three, three and a half hours for everyone to clear out. Now, keep in mind, in that three plus hours, she hasn't participated for shit. She hasn't asked a single fucking question when it was time for the Q&A. She sat there for three plus hours, waited for everyone to clear out, just to tell me that 72 hours previous, something bad had happened to her. Now, she doesn't know me from Adam, but she shows up and she waits. Robert, help me. That lady doesn't give a shit on whether what happened to her on Wednesday 
And now it is Saturday. She doesn't care if it was objectively wrong. So that's why I don't argue that point, because that label of objective doesn't do shit. It doesn't. So I don't argue that because it's disrespectful to the ladies who endure this crime. The men, too. But I'm I'm a women's self-defense teacher, so I'm speaking about my experience. In that case, boy, that was depressing, wasn't it? In that case, no, your label doesn't fucking matter. Then there are times where labels are absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. Right? I, here's a shock. I went to the liquor store today. Hey, I mentioned the liquor store. You know what time it is. Hold on. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, I went and bought a bottle of delicious Hendrix. Can y'all tell I'm brand loyal? I bought it because the label said gin. Now, if that label had said turpentine or paint remover or gasoline, there is no amount of money you could have given me to buy it so I can consume it. Labels sometimes can be very important. That thing that's curled up in the corner of my backyard that's hissing at me. Every time I get closer, the rattle noise gets louder. I can label that a garden hose all I want. But if I bend over to pick up my garden hose, that garden hose is going to try and kill me. Why? Because my label is wrong. It's not a garden hose. It's a Texas rattlesnake, and it's pissed off. So, gang, sometimes labels don't mean a fucking thing. Sometimes they're literally a matter of life and death, which brings me to today's topic. Now, I don't sleep much so around 3 o'clock this morning when I'm just kind of doodling around. I got YouTube playing on my speakers. Someone was talking about super straight. Now, again, I got some shit going on in my personal life, so I'm probably late to the game. And so I paid attention. What, what the fuck is super straight? First, that was a belch. Second, if you don't know what it is, congratulations. You're probably better off. But I don't suffer by myself, so now I'm going to vomit this shit into your brain, too. Super straight. Just so you know... It's they want to be put on the LGBTQ uh, spectrum. Did I say that right? I hope I used the word spectrum right. If I did it, I gave my uh, at RC read four zero. Hit me up. Let me know if I fucked that up. Told you, y'all going to get first take shit only. But uh, they want uh, the T replaced in LGBTQ plus to LGBS super straight. So here's the fucking definition. Someone who's attracted to the opposite gender who was born the same gender as they identify. Yeah. Hey, do you want to date me? The me in this situation is a trans person. I only date women who are born women. That's super straight. Okay. Gang, normally I don't Define myself based on what it is I don't like. Now, if someone is nice enough to cook for me, I will always tell them I'm really not a big vegetable guy. Now, there are some notable exceptions. 
if you're going to crank out them greens the way I was brought up to eat them, there's going to be a pot. Well, did I just hit puberty? Hold on. Let's get a little bit of this Hendrix. Let's not get my vocal cords raw. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, if I'm going to eat a vegetable, there's going to be a boiling pot full of greens, and there's going to be a hammock in it the size of an infant. That shit is delicious. But for the most part, I'm a meat eater. I'm a carnivore. You want to impress me? Make sure my dinner plate looks like steak with a side of steak soaked in steak juice. That's delicious to me. But I don't go around telling people I'm a non-vegetarian. I simply say I'm a meat eater. Now I'm about five hours away from watching my favorite sport. What I don't do is go around and tell people I'm a non-golf watcher. No. In five hours, Texas baseball goes first pitch against Oklahoma. I love baseball, but I don't define myself as a non-golf watcher. When you have to go out of your way to make sure people know what it is you don't like, it makes people raise the eyebrow. And trust me, I'm about to nail this thing down on why labels are fucking important. Especially in this case. Now, Riley Dennis. If you don't know who that is, Riley Dennis is a YouTube content creator. And I remember watching a video of Riley Dennis. I like Riley. Riley doesn't know me for shit. And I think I'm getting this right. Where if you don't date a transgender woman, you're automatically a transphobe. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. And let me tell you the reason why. First, you want to know, hey, big guy, would you date a trans woman? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I like the person, I'm attracted to him. Yeah, let's do this thing. Let's have some fun. That person won't make a big mistake. I'm fucked up. But hey, let's, let, let's go down this road until the train crashes. But if you're young enough or you just have that fire burning in your belly that you want to watch someone's stomach grow with your child, there's nothing wrong with being honest and saying you, you, you prefer some working ovaries. I don't think that's transphobic right off the bat. If you are a guy and you want children to come from a, a woman's body that you are dating, I don't call that necessarily transphobic. I don't. But when you have to go out of your way in every circumstance to make sure everyone knows that you only date cisgender women, whether you realize it or not, you are putting down my sisters in the transgender community. Now, whether you can or can't have children doesn't make you any more or less of a woman. It doesn't. I, I looked it up before I started spouting off at the mouth. Around 10% of all cisgender women can't bear children for one reason or another. Doesn't make them any less of a woman. I've known women who just could not get pregnant. No matter how many hundreds of thousands of dollars they spent, no matter how many times they had sex with their husband or boyfriend, it just wasn't in the cards. They're just as much of a woman 
who has 10 kids and they're just as much of a woman as my transgender sisters. Your ability to get pregnant does not define you or does not define your worth as a woman. Only you get to say that, not someone else and not whether sperm meets egg in your body and you can carry a child. So that's kind of my rant on the whole having a kid thing, making you a woman or not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It simply means you can get pregnant. Just like everyone who busts one inside of a woman is not a father. Some of these assholes are quite simply put sperm donors. Assholes to the nth degree. Shouldn't even be around children, much less have some. So no, that does not make you a woman or not. But I get it. If you want to get someone pregnant, I don't think that necessarily makes you a transphobe. Now, where the fuck was I? Let's get refocused with a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, where the fuck was I? Let's keep this thing going. Like I said, I'm tired as shit. So my brain won't stop racing. Where was I? All right. Labels. Gang, the reason why Super Straight is a toxic platform. First and foremost, I saw a clip of somebody saying he's only tro- the guy who started this whole thing. He's trolling you. This is a joke. I've said it once. I'll say it again. A joke is only as funny as the laughter it receives. And the guy who started it may have been joking. But guess what? You have given a battle cry. And yeah, I'm going to use the word to actual transphobes. That guy may not think that for real, but do you know how many people actually do? And now you've given them strength. It's like Gavin McGinnis. I remember listening to an episode of Joe Rogan where he was like, I was really only joking. Well, guess what? You're about as funny as fucking Steven Crowder. Let's go ask all the minority members who have been terrorized because you wanted to make a fucking joke. It's not funny. It's not funny. And this guy creating a sexual orientation known as super straight. Yeah, he may have been joking, but do you know how many people actually feel that way? You just gave them a battle cry, you asshole. Stop doing that. In this case, I'm talking about my sisters. You are terrorizing My trans sisters, stop it. It's not fucking funny. You don't make jokes about the Holocaust. You don't make jokes and comparisons about slavery. And you don't demean my trans community. Now, let's keep this thing crack-a-lacking. The the, the problem with super straight is that it feeds into, uh, it's just, okay. So again, I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get this thing focused. And so one of the things about the uh, straight, super straight movement is that if you don't like them, you're being a superphobe. You get where they're coming from? Transphobe, superphobe. Again, He may be making a joke, but they're actual assholes who actually feel this way. And 20, 30 years ago, we wouldn't have to worry about these people, but we have this thing called the internet now. And I've said this on one of my Twitter videos. 
The problem with today's society, boys and girls, is that stupid people get a platform. Like I said, Marjorie Taylor Greene should not be a topic of conversation. She should be working the night shift at Baskin Robbins. Would you like two scoops, sir? That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. But instead, this moron gets a national platform because she thinks Jewish space lasers start forest fires. This person is weapons-grade stupid, but she has a national audience. And so when you say, well, big guy, you're, you're only lending credibility to this super straight movement, I don't want to. But you got to understand, one guy's joke is a thousand people's battle cry. Now, people like me have to fight, and I will fight. You want a super phobe. There's no such thing. And you hate the LGBT community so much that you want to get rid of the T and put in the S. Why? Because you're an asshole. There's a problem with that. Now, if you think I'm bullshitting, look it up, right? Look up the amazing Lucas. Look up Milo Yiannopoulos, who's gay, by the way. They wanted to start, and this is not just two idiots. There's a lot of them, enough to where they actually had one. A straight pride month. Why? Because they felt discriminated against. There's a, there's a gay pride month, which I never miss, by the way. Those things are a fucking blast. <laughs> You've never seen a hotter collection of good-looking guys, by the way. Go get one. But they felt discriminated against because there wasn't a straight pride month. Right? What about, what about super straight awareness? But here's the thing. The same idiots who asked that are the same people. So like, why isn't there a white history month? Let me tell you something. You're asking the wrong question. The question isn't, why isn't there a straight pride month? The appropriate question is, what have straight people have to endure to earn one? When was the last time a straight couple, highly qualified, when was the last time a straight couple got denied adoption simply because they were straight? Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me that date. I'm curious. I really want to know. When was the last time a straight person was denied admittance in the United States military simply because they were straight? We have a gay pride month and we had to have marriage equality because gay people couldn't get married legally. They could do it on paper with civil ceremonies and stuff like that. They weren't fully accepted. Having a loved one die and you can't go into the hospital room? Well, I'm Suzanne's wife. No, you're not. Imagine that was you. So instead of asking, why isn't there a straight pride month? Ask what straight people have had to endure to earn one. Don't worry, I'll give you the answer. Not a fucking thing. My LGBTQ brothers and sisters have earned it. That's why they have one. That's why they have one. So as we continue to go down this super straight road, gang, the, the, again, I'm, I'm probably going to say this a thousand times. The problem with super straight, even if it's a joke to this person, again, there are a thousand others, pardon me, who think it's an actual battle cry. 
Transphobia is real. And I realize this is two back-to-back episodes on transphobia. And here in a little bit, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go back a little bit to reaching that previous episode where I was talking about the lady from the southern tip of Louisiana who's around my age. And I repeat myself. She was as beautiful as she was strong. Her stories, God damn, there was not a dry eye in the house. And the most impressive thing about her, while she was telling that story, I swear to God, her emotional muscles were getting bigger. And while my shoulders were falling, while my hands were on my knees crying, she was standing up straighter and straighter and straighter. Now, are there straight victims of sex crimes? Of course they are. But you aren't being targeted simply because you're straight. Our trans brothers and sisters are being targeted simply because they're trans. So like I said, when you want your own month, please name the laundry list of shit that you've had to endure to earn it. Until then, who's the snowflake now, bitch? Be happy that you don't need a month of special recognition. That means your monkey ass has flowed. You know what this reminds me of? I I remember. So where I work, there are some people who, let's just say, aren't poor. There was one person, and if I said this company's name, you would recognize it. This person's heiress worked out there. I think I think the name of it is called Limousine Liberal. This person had a shit ton of cash, but could afford to drive in a limousine. I learned that's the term. And I remember this person saying, look, here's the reason why. If you are complaining on tax day, if on April 15th you're complaining, that means 364 other days, you had a great fucking day. So she was like, I have no problem paying extra for one day because for 300 plus other days, I made out like a motherfucking bandit. I'm not going to say this person's name, but we're going to hit little Hendrix for, you know what time it is. Hold on. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, it's what have you endured to get that one special day or that one special month or that one special week. And my straight brothers and sisters, not a goddamn thing. Yeah, you may have had some hard moments, but it was never because you were straight. So again, even if this guy was joking around, he is now in the same category as, as a Gavin McGinnis. I've heard arguments that I guess I can say it now. If you take down my podcast, fuck it. I just don't want to lose my Twitter account. Uh, Candace Owens. Yeah, I'm going to talk some. Last time I mentioned Candace, I got a week suspension on Twitter. I've heard many legit arguments that Candace Owens is a bad faith actress. She may very well be. But here's the problem. She is giving fuel. She is gassing up the people who actually think racist-ass thoughts. 
Now, if y'all remember last summer, I got into a very short back and forth with Dave Silverman because Dave Silverman said being called a racist is the equivalent of being called a nigger. That was it. I, I didn't even have a response to that. And I even remember my video saying, if you need me to explain that on why that is so lethally unintelligent, I got nothing for you. Right? Candace Owens gives credibility, even if she's a bad faith actress. She gives credibility to people who actually have these racist ass ideas. She keeps the bullshit going. I remember it was the first, oh God, was that a Monday or Tuesday that I went back to work after COVID because I wasn't ready to go back. I emotionally was not ready to go back because that was during the whole George Floyd incident. If y'all remember my Twitter timeline back then, I was an emotional fucking wreck. My first appointment up that day, a white lady quoted Candace Owens and said, I believe Candace Owens is right. At that point, I was like, this is not going to end well. Black people, and it's funny how she was talking about it like I wasn't in front of her face as a six foot three inch black guy. But she said, I believe Candace is right because blacks are the only ones who raise up their criminal element to martyr status. I told her to get the fuck out. Candace Owens, even if she's a bad faith actress, gives credibility to bullshit talking points and arguments. Even if this guy was joking about super straight, he gives credibility to transphobes. There's a reason why people are actually working to create a straight pride month. Because some assholes think they're so funny they're going to add logs to a fire that doesn't need to get any hotter. Labels, in this case, are important. And the reason is, you're going to look past someone because they're super straight, when in fact they're a fucking transphobe. That lady that I've mentioned like four times at this stage, from the Pride rally several years ago, who made me cry my ass off. And I, I said it was a shovel last time. Uh, it was an axe handle. She had her skull crushed with an axe handle. She has been a victim of multiple sexual assaults and rapes. It wasn't random. It was because people are transphobic. Labels are important. Because if someone fucking quote unquote identifies as super straight, what they're telling you is that they're transphobic. They are, whether they realize it or not. I don't have time to be nice anymore. I refuse. We keep having these fucking stories and these conversations. You can't. All right, so dig it. If you're in this uh, southern portion of Louisiana, if you're at or around my age, again, as I've said before, these aren't stories for some. This isn't a movie. For some of us, this is real life. I remember when the Klan tried to revamp, yes, the actual Ku Klux Klan. They tried to revamp their image. Now, a pile of shit is a pile of shit. Whether you sprinkle it with perfume, put roses around it, it doesn't matter. 
it came out of someone or something's butthole. It's a pile of shit. My vocal cords a little bit raw. That's a little bit of that, Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. The clan tried to clean up their image by doing, you know, adopt a highway and reading to use. And like, you know, we're not really anti-black. We're just more pro-white. Okay, that's the type of shit that gets you killed. No, they're not pro-white. They're still anti-black. And if you think I'm bullshitting, put a black person in the middle of 20 Klansmen. I'm not even going to go there, but I wonder how that's going to turn out. No cops around. There's nothing but a tree and some rope. Hmm. Labels fucking matter. You aren't super straight. You're a transphobe. I don't go around saying I don't sleep. I don't. All right. So here's my thing. I like people with a little meat on their bones. I do. I think the old saying, the more cushion, the better the bushing, is absolutely accurate. I love my partners to have curves in all the right places. I like curvier people, but I don't go around saying I'm I, I'm anti-slim people. I don't. I, I, I'm just attracted to people with curves. I like watching my partner eat two slices of chocolate cake after a 2,000 calorie dinner. It's a turn on. I'm not going to lie. You got some curves. You got some hips. Oh, we can we can work with it. But I don't go around defining myself as an anti-skinny person. I don't hit people who are skinny. If I can see your ribs, I just see your ribs. I'm not going to take an axe handle to the back of your fucking skull. These super straight people define themselves based on what it is that they don't like. Now, fine, like I said, if you don't want to date a trans woman because you want kids and that trans, because they have not perfected uh, the uterus uh, transplant, okay, that that's not necessarily transphobic. I'm willing to listen to your story. But these assholes are something totally different. And if you think I'm bullshitting, look them up. Now I'm hitting the 30-minute mark, and I'm new at this podcast thing. So what I'm about to do is I'm going to stop the recording. I'm going to hit a little Hendrix. I'm going to take a piss. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do part two. I'm sure I'm fucking this up. But gin and truth, let's go.